You're listening to Real Talk with Regions. In this special podcast, recorded at a panel discussion before a live audience, Laura Hediger of KMOV News 4 interviews four innovative young leaders from the St. Louis business community about how they found their passion for running their professions and what drives them to succeed both personally and for the communities where they live and work. In part one, we'll meet each of these professionals and get to know how they approach working in today's business environment, what finding empowerment means to them, the importance of mentorship, and what inspires them. China Bowen is the Regional Director of Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship. Kendra Elaine is a millennial leadership expert and certified corporate trainer. Jason R. Hall is the co-founder and CEO of Arch to Park LLC. And Shannon Bube is a commercial banking solutions relationship manager for Regions Bank. Now let's hear from the city's young professional leaders brought to you by Regions Bank. Well, good evening, everyone. I am China Bowen, the Regional Director for the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship. And in a nutshell, we uh, inspire young folks to become entrepreneurs. Hello, everyone. I am Kendra Elaine. I am a local consultant, and I do millennial leadership training. So I work with companies on engaging and retaining their millennials. Um, I am Jason Hall, a lawyer by training but not practicing now. Um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Arch to Park which is an impact investing organization uh, focused on economic growth in the city of St. Louis. Hi everyone, I'm Shannon Bube and I work with Regions Bank, so thank you all for coming out tonight. Passion. Passion is one of my favorite things in the world, not only to talk about, but to learn about. We all have a passion, but sometimes it's hard to find. So if we could go through and please tell us what your passion is, how you found it, and if it came easily to you. That's not tricky at all. It's a small question. Mm -hmm. Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about passion is that it's a destination. Mm -hmm. And really, it's the journey. It's something that you discover every single day. And it is no end in sight, right? It's something that you are excited to wake up in the morning to do, explore, and continue learning about and continue doing. And what would you say your passion is? I would say my passion right now today at this moment uh, is empowering young people um, because I think there are so many institutions out there telling young people what the pathway is for success. Mm -hmm. And I found that for so many young people, it is not a four-year degree. It is entrepreneurship. And so my passion is empowering young people. For me, I would say my passion is helping people. And my biggest piece of advice, probably for a passion, like you said, it's the journey and understanding it's going to look differently as you grow and as you change. You know, I've always had a passion for helping people, but many, many years ago, um, I thought I was going to be a really great assistant. Like, that was my thing. Like, I was like the assistant. I was the behind-the-scenes person that made everybody great, and I loved that, and I thought that was what I was destined to be. And in what I'm doing now, my purpose is still helping people, but it looks a lot different. Now I'm helping people, you know, millennials in the workplace, I'm helping managers, and so I'm still helping, but as I've grown and as my experience has changed, that passion takes on a different meaning and it manifests differently. So as you're searching for your passion, you know, think about the things that bring you joy and what makes you feel most fulfilled, and you know, enjoy the journey and just go with the ride and know that sometimes, you know, it's gonna morph and change and it'll look different as you grow. 
And I'm curious about that. When you knew you were an awesome assistant and that's where you saw yourself going, was it one person that took a chance on you and maybe steered you in a different direction? What happened there? I think, you know, I've had a lot of good mentors in my life and all, all the positions that I've held. And it was someone saying, you know, no, you can take that front seat. Or um, I had someone had given me the opportunity to have some leadership training. And there was an opportunity where it was like, okay, I have what it takes. I can step forward and make things happen. And I don't have to be the behind the scenes person. And so it was me having that confidence in myself. I talk a lot about confidence when it comes to millennials, having your confidence in yourself in the workplace and in your talents and your abilities. Jason? So um, probably not surprising given the nature of, of work that I do. Um, my passion is St. Louis. Um, I was born here on the Metro East side. I've chosen to be here to make the city my home. And I think its greatest days lie ahead. And I am committed to the, the passion and the energy of rebuilding and helping revitalize a great American city. Um, that intersects for me. So when you're younger, you don't know how that's going to manifest itself. So as a young corporate lawyer at Brian Cave, I was like, I'll do the pro bono cases. And I got a, a lucky break um, in 2009. Uh, I had been a volunteer for then-candidate later uh, Governor Jay Nixon. Uh, who went on to become the governor of Missouri, and he was looking to get young people involved in his administration as a newly elected governor, particularly around job creation, right? 2009, we had just had this big global financial meltdown. Jobs were everything. And so I sort of accidentally fell into economic development, and I think doing it when families were under so much stress, when, you know, just paychecks, meeting needs. Um, you learn that job creation and economic development isn't a luxury, it is a necessity, and it has real impact on people's lives. And for me personally, I'm a, one of the first in my family to graduate from high school, the first to go to college. Um, that pathway and the empowerment that economic opportunity creates was also deeply personal. So those forces came together, and I said, that's what I was meant to do. And I wake up every day trying to bring the good fortune that has been given to me to have opportunity in life and just bring that to more St. Louis and so we can lift this city up and make it the very best that it can be from the grassroots up. And there are so many things that are happening in our city. There are so many awesome things about. happening in St. Louis right mm -hmm. now. I graduated and didn't know what my passion was going to be yet. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I was kind of feeling my way around um, and landed in the financial industry. And now my passion is I get to meet new business owners every single day. I get to learn what their passions are. Um, and it's so exciting to get to learn about all of the different businesses and different opportunities there are in the St. Louis area um, and the surrounding areas. Um, and it's amazing. Um, and I get to help those business owners develop their passions. So I'm helping people on a daily basis um, learn and develop and discover their needs. Um, so I'm handling their financial piece of business so that they can be focusing on what their strategy and development is for their business. You know, what I would tell everybody is when you find what your passion is, run with it. And what is your top tip for finding empowerment and purpose in the workplace and then through your career? So for fi finding empowerment, you've really got to find what you're passionate about. So, um, you know, in the financial industry, there's lots of different um, avenues that I could, could have taken, um, but 
I love building relationships. I love getting to know people and really helping people out. Okay, so I would say my top tip is to know your why and understand your why, and that's on multiple levels. Um, one thing that I do, that I talk to managers and companies about is making sure that their, their teams know the why behind what they're doing. Especially, I know we have a lot of millennials here. You know, I know we're all very purpose-driven, and to me that's twofold. We want to know that the company we work for has purpose, but we want to know that what we're doing has purpose. We're not motivated at work if we think we're doing menial tasks or we don't know how it fits into the whole scheme of things or how it fits into the company or if it's making an impact. So if your managers aren't making it clear to, as to why you're doing what you're doing or what your tasks are or why your position is important, ask. Get that information. And I agree with her. Find a mentor. Find a mentor who will you know, help guide you and you know, help you ask those questions because you can definitely empower yourself to be a leader right where you are. When I was a younger millennial, um, I had someone very seriously stressed to me. I used to say, I'm just, I'm just an assistant. I'm just a host. I'm just a this. And they said, stop saying that. Stop saying just. Like, there are no dead-end jobs. If you empower yourself and understand your why and why you're doing it, you can go anywhere you want to within a company or outside of a company. So find your why personally, and also if you want to empower yourself in the position that you're in, find your why and understand your position and how it fits and how it adds value to the company that you're in. Uh, to echo on all of those things, I think why is a big part of what drives millennials, um, but I think we also get stuck on that why, right? Mm -hmm. And we get caught up on what's our next move. And to kind of tie up what all of our panelists have said, I think it's stepping outside of yourself, really, to be able to really truly be empowered and to have an impact. So rather than saying, I want to network and connect with this person because they're very influential and that can get me to the next level, learn what it is that they do. What was their journey to get to that point? Mm -hmm. Why did they find success in there? And putting yourself in a position to be successful, to be additive, and to learn and to stay curious about what it is and what the possibilities are. Certainly, management poses plenty of challenges. And to become an outstanding leader, you need to be ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Leveraging smart advice, tools, and resources, like those we learned about in today's discussion, are great ways to set yourself up for success. Helping you achieve your goals is something Regions Bank understands. Regions Next Step is a financial education program offering advice, tools, and guidance to help you accomplish your goals at every stage of your life. No matter your goals, Regions will help you with each step you want to take. All of you pretty much hit on the mentor, and I'd like to ask you guys about that. At least at Channel 4, what I've noticed are younger millennials are not seeking out mentors. Well, I always, well, I come from the world of fundraising and development originally, and the golden rule of fundraising is you ask for money, you get advice. You ask for advice, you get money. And so I'm going to start asking for advice every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think that's with the same with finding a mentor and really finding someone to learn from is rather than saying, what can you give me? What can I learn from you? What is it that you enjoy doing? How did you arrive at this place? And to be in a position, again, of curiosity and of knowledge seeking and not so much of what can you do for me? It's not a quid pro quo. Everything is about the long game and about relationship building. Other I, advice for mentor? I completely agree. I think a lot of um, millennials don't ask for mm -hmm. mentors because in their mind, 
they're thinking, oh, this person is going to think I'm trying to take their job or mm -hmm. they're thinking whatever. And it's, it's about, like she said, framing your approach. How I started um, seeking out mentors is, you know, like she said, ask for advice. Like, could I take you out to lunch? I would love to learn about how you got to where you are. Or, you know, I would love your advice. I'm really looking to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I would love to get your advice on that. Or um, is there any way in offering assistance, um, reshaping how you approach it, will really help you in terms of seeking out mentors. Just say, don't be scared to ask. Mm -hmm. So I did that very same thing. I just went to somebody and I said, hey, you're the job that I want next. I want to pick your brain. I want to know how you got there. I want to know, you know how you developed your career. Um, and I got very good reception from that. And I even said, you know, it was one of my bosses said, oh, well, you need to go talk with this person and, and talk with them. So um, make sure that you're not scared to ask. Mm -hmm. And don't be scared to say, hey, this is what I want as my next step. And don't be scared to say, like, it might be your position that I want next. <laughs> Um, but don't be scared um, to go ask and request that. Um, and you'll be surprised at how often that people are very receptive to it. And you find that people want to teach. They want to teach you and they want to kind of develop us as this next generation coming up. Who inspires you and why? And this can be professional. It can be personal. It can be anyone. She's an attorney. Um, and she went into a very male-dominated industry um, and was able to develop and grow as a female very quickly um, throughout her career and has become very successful doing so. So um, part of that was just not being scared to kind of drive that bus to say, hey, look at me, I can do this. You know, I will be the person that does it. Um, and part of what she's instilled in me is be that yes person in your company. You know, when they're looking for somebody to lead a new project or to jump on a, uh, an organization or to do a panel or something like that, be that person in your company that says yes. It may be uncomfortable. It may not be something that you think that you want to do or you have the skill sets to do. Just say yes because it makes you grow personally. It makes you grow professionally. Um, and it can lead to a much um, kind of happier and grow your career. I, I do think oftentimes about the sacrifices that it took to give me a level of opportunity to sit on the stage like this that they didn't have and the, the sort of selflessness that that took um, financially and otherwise to, to, to try to give me a better life. I often reflect on that as strength um, mm -hmm. as to why I do what I do um, and, and to give back and just remember there are, there's, some people I would prefer not to spend time with in this world, but at the end of the day, most of the world, th there are really fundamentally good people. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, the family and teachers and everybody that sort of got me along, got me across that high school stage and then, you know, to, to later in life, I, I often reflect on that to keep me grounded. So I would say my biggest inspiration and my biggest influence, kind of just to piggyback off, it's hard to nail it down, but for me, it's absolutely my mom. Uh, it's kind of cheesy, <laughs> but it is. She made a lot of sacrifices mm -hmm. um, to put me in a position where I'm in as far as getting me, you know, through high school, and, you know, attending a private high school and, you know, pushing me through college and my random decisions and <laughs> switching colleges and all of my, you know, supporting me through all of my career changes because there have been many. Um, and, you know, she was just, has always been that voice that's telling me to go for it and stand up for myself. And, you know, that person when I was doubting myself, you know, helping me realize the skills that I had accrued and, you know, 
the, who I was as a person and just kind of keeping me grounded and continually pushing me um, and supporting me, so. I could never nail down a single person that inspires me. Mentors have been so important in my life. And I think I also learned as a young professional is to not invest so much in aspiring to be like someone that you admire um, because you are limiting yourself um, in living an inauthentic life. I draw inspiration from the young people I work with every day. I draw inspiration from the custodian that has worked at, you know, WashU for 30 years and takes such incredible pride in their work. I draw inspiration from the educators who I work with and the corporate people who give so dearly of their time. I think you can draw inspiration from anyone and also of yourself mm -hmm. um, and where you are in that journey. How do you work for diversity in your career or industry? Always want to make sure that I have a good cross-section of gender, a good cross-section of races, ethnicities, um, and different backgrounds and different ages. So um, I really try and look at it from a truly holistic standpoint. And when you bring all of those different um, diversities together, really makes for a stronger working team. I think diversity comes far more uh, than just checking a box of gender, race, mm -hmm. um, economic background, but from a variety of different experiences and, and, and pathways in life. Um, and so adding to your team to have different voices at the table with different perspectives um, from the most minor of uh, decisions to a broader scale and vision for where your organization and where your company is going. Diversity and inclusion. Um, because I think, you know, one of the best descriptions of the difference between diversity and inclusion is diversity is um, having a diverse group of people at the party. So you're invited to the party, but inclusion is, is everybody getting asked to dance. So it's one thing for me to be at the, in the room. It's another thing for me to sit at the table. It's another thing for me to actually be able to contribute to the conversation. I was going to go over you at it's not, I feel like diversity is sort of the 1980s. Like, okay, we get it. We need to invite more people to the table. Um, and I think uh, inclusion really mm -hmm. is making that mix work or, or, or really making people feel welcome, I think, on a fundamental level. So, mm -hmm. And then I think the next uh, iteration that is, uh, is equity. And that concludes part one of a special three-part podcast recorded live in St. Louis, presented by Real Talk with Regions Bank. Look for part two, where we'll continue our discussion with these leaders and hear about the challenges young professionals face today and how they innovate and overcome challenges in the workplace. In part three, we'll learn about how to make time for networking and career growth in a busy world and what characteristics they look for in a leader. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2019 Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Views presented are those of the individual speakers at a live event and may not be suitable for your individual situation and should not be considered legal, tax, or financial advice.